Hello and welcome to the Swen Stephens Audio Experience. Today I've got a daily devotional for you. I hope that it's going to help you in your walk with God today and inspire you to follow Him every day. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Great to be online again. Uh, thanks for those who continue to follow through listening and through video. Apologies, I must say, uh, for not having the video up or a daily devotional up yesterday. Truth be told, uh, internet issues uh, related to a certain power outage. But we're back online, and that's what is cool. So, um, for those of you who don't know what we're doing right now, what we do is, and you're here for the first time, welcome. Really glad that you're here watching or listening to this either live or later on. And if you are at any point, if you're watching live um, or if you're watching this later on, um, then please leave a comment and I'll get back to you if you've got any questions or thoughts or something maybe God's speaking to you about. I'd love to see it and respond. Um, if you are listening to this on audio, uh, for any questions or any comments or anything like that, you can check me out on Twitter at Swen Stephens, and uh, you can leave me any messages there, and I'll get back to you. So uh, today we, we're going to be looking at Matthew 15, verses 29 to chapter 16, verse 12. It's going to be cool. And um, for those first-timers or not sure. Uh, we're going to take time to do a daily devotional right now and kind of try to do it in the way that I normally do it. And we'll do reading a bit of scripture. Then we're going to, I'll just have a look at a devotional thought that stands out to me in the moment. And then we'll um, finish off with a prayer. And so right now I was going to pray and ask God to lead us and guide us through the scriptures. And So Father, thank you so much that we can have this this time to spend with you Lord, I ask that you would open up the scripture, reveal the truth to us, lead us and guide us, God, so that we can honor you and we can follow you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will illuminate the scriptures for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So here we go. We're going to read a little bit. Um, Matthew 15, 29. Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed the hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking, and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them, I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. The disciples replied, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd? Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? They replied, seven loaves and a few small fish. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home. And he got into a boat and crossed over to the region of Magadan. 
One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He replied, you, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow, red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then Jesus left them and went away. Later, after they had crossed over, to, after they had crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with loaves and the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I'm not talking about bread? So again I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast in bread, but about the deceptive teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So Lord, thank you for your word. I pray that your word would, um, would speak to us, would guide us and teach us in Jesus' name. I love this. You know, what I love so much about this, but like in, in different parts of Scripture, you'll, you'll, you'll find the humanity in all of it. And, you know, what I love is like it almost seems as if Jesus is like losing his patience a little bit with his disciples. Like, don't you get it yet? Like, like how much must, this, must I keep doing this? Like, you just don't seem to get it. I mean, eventually they got it. I just think it's, you know, I appreciate it. I think it's funny. Um and there's one point here which I thought I'd just highlight is like where it says the only sign that they, he would give them is the sign of Jonah, just to give an idea that Jonah went into the belly of a fish, was I think it was for three days. And in the same way, Jesus would go into the belly of the earth, which means he would die for three days or on the third day be risen again. So that's the kind of the sign he was talking about. But there's two quick things here that I think for me stands out as something that like I've highlighted for myself. You know, I, I highlight scripture because I want to remember moments where God, you know, it just highlights something for me in my own heart. And I'm like, okay, that's something I need to think of. So, like, I'll often go through through the Bible and I'll just be, like, highlighting stuff. I don't show people the highlights, but just for me so that I can pick up on it again later on. But the things that stood out to me in what I was reading today in this passage here was just the line where Jesus said, I feel sorry for the people. And the reason why that stands out to me is because, you know, we can read right past that. But it says that they had been there with Jesus for three days, so which means they would have exhausted all of their food supply. He'd been healing them. He'd been ministering to them. And he actually, it's like Jesus wasn't there to draw a crowd. Jesus really cared about people. And he actually felt something for them. Um. And sometimes I think that we can think that, that Jesus is non-sympathetic towards 
what we're facing towards our struggles, our hungers, our desires. Maybe what it is that we feel like we feel so disconnected from him that we don't think that he's necessarily got emotion or he has compassion. And I think for me and for you, it's good for us to remember that Jesus actually feels something for the things that we're going through. He is God. He knows beginning and the end. He knows how it's all going to work out. But even though he can still feel compassion towards the way on the things that are going that we're going through. And in that moment, he did something about it. He fed them. And I think we keep looking towards God and keep seeking him and keep trusting in Jesus and not trying to run away from him, that if we stick with him long enough, he will, he will meet us at the point of our need because he does feel, he does feel for us. But the part that I think maybe want to draw to the most, and, and maybe, again, this is just something else that like jumped out at me, was um, where Jesus asked them, how much bread do you have? Like he's about to feed more than 4,000 people. Like it's 4,000 men plus women and children. So I don't know, do you own maths, how much that would be? But that's a lot of people. And now he's feeding them. And there's basketfuls of food that are left over after they've eaten their full. They've had as much as they possibly can. An incredible miracle that he would feed a multitude with a few loaves of bread and fish. That, that as they broke the bread and distributed it, and as they broke the fish and distributed that that in the breaking and the giving, the resource was multiplied. It's like, okay, we break the bread, and every time they would break a piece and give it to somebody, there would be more bread to break. And it would just keep on going and keep on going and keep on going. You know, it's, it's, it reminds me, as I'm saying it, talking to you now, it reminds me of, of when um, my wife and I, Lara, were, were married um, in the early years of our marriage. And we didn't have much money at all. And often uh, she would pray over the food. And it's like, it seemed like the food f- would not end. Like we would eat, it would be enough for like a day or two, but we would eat the whole week on it. And it wasn't like fancy food or anything, but it's like in the, I don't know, it just, some, it just reminds me like in the activation, in the trusting of Jesus, in the going, like, like God multiplied it. And God is able to do that. I just think now for us, like what if they didn't have seven loaves and two fish? And maybe we all need to have that seven loaves, two fish moment where, where I don't know, where, where God says like, you do something about this. And, you, and we go like, but God, what can we possibly do? We have nothing. Well, what do you have? You know, uh, something as big as like for in our country right now is load shedding. What could you do about it? I don't think I could do about it. Uh, what about, you know, crime? I don't, there's nothing I can do about it. Well, what can you do about it? Um, the problems that you're facing at work or at home or at school, what, what could you do about it? And I think it's about bringing what we have towards Jesus and knowing that he is able to actually use something small in order to accomplish something great. Like in our church right now, I think this is kind of where we're looking at. We're looking and going, God, we're believing you for revival in our city. Or what does that look like? My like, God, I don't know how to do it, but what can you do? Well, we can do X, Y, and Z. We can believe for it. We can pray for it. We can, we can position for it. We can train. We can develop. We can have faith. We can continue to pray. And so it's all about like what can we do so that when we put it in the hands of God, God is able to magnify it, multiply it as we have the faith to distribute it. I know that's speaking in a bit of pictures, but I think all of us as believers need to have a seven loaves and two fish kind of moment 
loaves and fishes kind of moment where we're not able to go the whole way, but we're able to take the first step. And in that first step, we can see God give us what we need for the next step and the next step and the next step until we've fed a multitude, until we've seen a miracle. Now, I don't know what that might look like for you. I know what that looks like for me, and we continue to try to trust God for it. But what does it look like for you? I want you to leave today knowing that God thinks about you. He cares about you. In this translation, it says, I feel sorry for the people. In others, it says, he has compassion on people. God has compassion for you. God is also able to do something about it, the deep things that you're feeling. But what is, and then what is the, what is the one step you can take towards something that God's maybe led you to do, or you believe in God for, something that's so huge, but you, and you can't get all the way, what is one step that you can take? And I would love to pray for you in those two things. And as we do get a good picture of who God is in our lives, and number two, actually have faith to activate with one step, I believe in that we're going to see God do, um, as Ephesians 3, Paul writes in Ephesians 3.20, like immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Maybe even feed a multitude, solve a national crisis, see a revival. Is that cool? Father, I commit each and every person who's watching or listening to this now or later, and I pray, Father, for your hand upon them. I pray, God, that they would sense your closeness. I pray that they would know that you love them and you care about them as a, as a loving Heavenly Father. And secondly, Father, I pray that they would have a loaves and fishes moment where they can, you know, those things that you're putting on their heart. I pray, Father, that those things are always, they always seem impossible to us. But, Father, I pray that right now you'd begin to reveal the one step that they can take. What can they do? And in that, that you would bless what they're bringing and bless the faith, God, to see it multiply and achieve abundantly more. But in all of this, Father, I commit us to you that we would grow to know you more and have a deeper relationship with you. Thank you for your word and thank you for this time. In your mighty name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Cool, guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this and watching this. Um, if this has been helpful to you, please consider sharing it um, with somebody else or subscribing to it if you're watching this on, um, on my YouTube channel or if you're listening to this on our podcast. It means a lot and it really helps out. And uh, really want to see that this is helping you in any way. And if it is, I'd love to hear any story. Maybe it's helping you to understand things or it's helping you to be consistent. Because I reckon this year we're going to grow, you and me together. We're going to continue to grow if we can maintain consistency and authenticity in it. God bless you and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for taking time to listen to this daily devotional. I honestly hope that it has been helpful to you. And listen, if it has been, would you consider subscribing uh, to the podcast and maybe sharing this episode if you think there is someone else in your life that it could benefit. Um, but yeah, I wish you all the best today. Have an awesome one.